Welcome to The Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses, and our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Seattle Sinden, what's going on, my man? We're back. Episode 31. We're getting up there. That's what I like to hear, though. Three decades, thirty-one episodes. That's uh, that means we're we're doing well. Who would have thought we'd got this far? Probably us. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Yeah, that's that's one thing that you talked about when we first started is making sure that we get past that first hump that people don't typically get past. I forget how many you said it was like six six episodes, and you know we're we're getting there. We're I think after a year that'll be a good accomplishment. That's consistency. Yeah, a whole year, uh, an episode every single week is going to be something, you know, we can maybe give ourselves a little pat on the back when that time comes. Yeah, and especially with all of our hardships, not really hardships, but all of our struggles that we had to overcome, people decided to uh, go on travels for months at a, sp- at a time, so yeah. no excuses. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I was looking at booking my Vegas trip today, so that's going to throw another wrench in our plan. Um, so this is exciting. Those are the hurdles we have to get uh, past. But besides all of that nonsense, Tyler, what is new with you since uh, the week that we have spoken? I don't have the notes up. I can't really remember what I said, but I did just have an oil change, which was the longest oil change that I've ever had, which was approximately four hours long. And I'm grateful that I work remote. On your vehicle, right? I was right? able to get work. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, on myself. <laughs> yeah, I on my on my car and had to get the oil changed. And I'm grateful I work remote because that was four hours of work that I was able to get done. And I actually had a pretty productive four hours, but it just sucked sitting there waiting for the longest oil change of my life. That seems a little absurd. I go through uh, lightning lube and I just drive in, don't even leave my vehicle and I'm out, out of there in 15 minutes max. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next time because I think they charge quite a bit for it too. So I, I don't know. I just felt like I was, was supposed to go to the Chevrolet deal, dealership, but you know, after this, this little debacle, maybe next time we won't. Hey, when you're in mine out here in a couple of weeks or a week, I guess a week, uh, you can, um, you can go through lightning loops. I do it. I just got done a week ago, but do it again. <laughs> Actually, I'll bring I gotta you. Have it fresh. <laughs> I'll bring you with. My van needs an oil change, so I'll let you experience it. Uh, I'd love to. Like There's it. nothing more that I'd rather do during the day than go get my oil changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me neither. I go once a week uh, just for fun. I just like to get to know them. How to win? How to win friends and influence people? That's what I'm doing to these oil change guys. There you go. You gotta say their name a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so really, uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw it back to myself here quickly. But uh, since last week we've spoken, I have built out a creative network uh, to almost turn Ben Creative Media into more of an agency over the last week. So I think there are around 10 uh, to 11 different video production companies and creatives over the United States. And I shared the map with you with all the pins on it um, of people that I can call on in different areas of the country. So, you know, there's uh, Georgia, North Carolina, Salt Lake City, um, Texas, Colorado, uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, Minnesota, all over the United States. I've got connections now to start with the the strategies to get video work, the cold outreach strategies in those areas. 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting that I, that I have these people. I had one conversation with the creative today in Georgia that was going to take over a project, which I was supposed to have the strategy meeting right before this. Uh, the guy ended up saying he had an emergency with his uh, daughter in the emergency room seemed uh, rather fitting timing, but you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and, uh, we'll rebook that meeting, but yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting being able to pivot more into that agency role now that I have this network of video production companies and creatives. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this turns out for you because when you first told me what you have going on and then the opportunity to somewhat outsource it and you're basically just a salesman at that point, I feel like there's good opportunity there and it differentiates your revenue streams as well because it's not just the one one avenue of that 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 basically requires all your time where this requires other people's time and then you just get a percentage of it. So I'm pretty excited to see how that goes for you. Yeah, for sure. And I put together three packages for this specific uh, project that I was supposed to pitch today. And the first one was uh, five to $7,000 in that range. The next one was seven to nine. And then the last one is 12 to 18. And I actually threw in, I don't know if I threw it in the first one, but the second one, I definitely threw in me flying there as a director. So built into the proposal, a ticket, a plane ticket, obviously, uh, hotel rooms and just going there as a director, which would be cool to have a production team there. I had the meeting with the guy and his rate was about uh, $2,600 for a day for three people. Um, So having that and then obviously me fly out there to direct it seems uh, pretty neat and hopefully I can land a couple of those gigs. But yeah, it's interesting uh, transition into not taking the whole pie but you still get a piece of it for uh, obviously less of the work. So do you mind disclosing how that works? Did you just get a percentage of, do you have your packages or do you talk with them what their packages are and then you maybe bake in a little bit extra or how, how does that work? Do you mind disclosing that information? Yeah, for sure. I'll be super transparent. Uh, when I got the the discovery call with the gentleman, uh, we were talking about prices and really I said, hey, anything under five grand is not really doable for us. So that's where I started it. And he said, okay, well, I'm willing to see what happens out of that. So really that was a number I was starting at and then building packages above that. And before I went into this meeting this afternoon, that didn't happen. I spoke with Josh, who's the owner of the video production company in Georgia and said, Hey, this is what we're looking at a one day shoot. You'd be responsible for all of the gear from cameras to audio, to lighting, to Hopefully you can bring a production assistant on set that can take some behind the scenes photo and video. Uh, And then I will potentially fly there to be the director. Or if it's a smaller budget, I'll just have you uh, tackle it and I won't fly there. And he gave me a price. He said, hey, if you want a one day shoot with two cam editors, this is what it's going to be. If you only want one camera operator, here's what it's going to be. And if you want a two day shoot, uh, this is kind of what we're looking at. So then I went in there knowing if I want one shooter production assistant and me as a director, it's about $2,600 on his end. If I want another camera operator operator, it's about $3,100. So that's what I built into the proposal. And then I obviously added my costs in there as well. And then a little bit of a buffer call it the business buffer. You're just adding a little bit. So if I sell his services for $2,600, I might bump it up to three grand just because obviously I'm having to deal with managing him, having these conversations with him. I have to deal if anything goes wrong. So really it's just that little buffer. Uh, you up, you upcharge each of those services. Same with, you know, a landing page. If, uh, if you sell a landing page for a thousand dollars, you might sell it to the client for 1500, just so you have that a uh, little bit of wiggle room in there. 
That was a lot of words. Does that make sense? Yeah, somewhat. So do you just choose a random number or is it just like percentage? As far as adding on, adding on the, their services? Uh, yeah, I mean, I choose a number to hit the budget that I'm looking for. So I was trying to stay in that five to $7,000 range. And really, I just kind of ballpark it in that number. And then if the client agrees to that package, that's when I'll go in and do the nitty gritty. But I don't have a set percentage of, hey, it's them plus 10%. It's more, you know, if I got to add 10% to this one, awesome. But if the budget allows for adding 20 to 25%, even better. So really, I think it depends on the project. There's not a set number that I look at. It's really just to hit the budget that they're going for. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. Got anything else going on? Uh, just the platinum rewards. I got my Amex platinum card and I was going to do the old trick where you're paying your mortgage and all your bills and uh, business expenses with it. And I found that doing that through the online bank and then paying it actually, you lose more money than you do actually doing it. So, um, I'm not going that route anymore, which I wish I would have known that worked before I actually got the card, but I didn't. So now I have these two travel cards, which I think is going to force me to travel more, which is exciting because you get five times points on uh, travel. Anything you purchase on that card, travel, you get five times points. So that's super exciting, but there is a $695 annual fee. So getting that money back, recouping through the perks they have is going to be not challenging, but something that I'm going to have to be mindful of uh, when going into each and every year. But I've already done it. You know, There's one place where you get $100 a year at sax.com. It's just like a retail shop where they sell super high end stuff. They sell Gucci and that kind of stuff, but, uh, you get $50, you get $50 credit in the first six months, $50 credit after. So I already ordered a, a little backpack cooler that I've been wanting for a while. That was like 48 bucks. Uh, got it for free. And then I assume second half of the year, I'll use it for a Christmas gift for somebody. So that's exciting. And you get TSA, uh, pre-check for free for a five-year membership. So yeah, I mean, just utilizing those perks, but other than that, that's kind of boring stuff. Uh, what do you got going on in your end, Tyler? Do you mind riffing off what I got on the sheet? Yeah, you got chasing waterfalls, number one. <laughs> chasing waterfalls. You you know we're already after. We're out here in Seattle. We got to be exploring a little bit. And that's one thing that I did over the weekend is went out and explored some water. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. We get it. Man, I'm funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was doing that this weekend. I'm going to be actually going Thursday as well out in i don't know if we're going to waterfalls or whatever but we're going to be going out for a few hikes and to the rainforest out here in washington which is pretty cool that's one thing i wanted to do while i was out here is just exploring a little bit and that was one one of the main goals of the trip and one thing that we're doing with nuevo is trying to come up with the outline of our emails i know we talked about this on our mastermind call and that's one thing that I'm trying to work towards right now is just finishing that up and getting the outline ready. And then it's starting to build that process out, which is going to be fun to say the least, because that's going to be 365 different emails. So once we get, we get the outline, we'll, we'll be working on that. Oh, I lost some audio there. Okay. Now I got you. Uh, you just said you're going to build out the email. Is there anything after that? No, that was about it. I, I was just like watching you and you looked like you were kind of frozen or just like <laughs> staring out into space. So I was kind of wondering what was going on there. So space yeah, that's about all. That's all that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know if I'm missing something else. I feel like I had three things there, but whatever. Yeah. You had talking with Eddie uh, to create a new website. That's about the third oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I talked about talked about that because I feel like I've talked about this in the past where I just feel like I'm not doing enough. And whenever I have empty time, it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? I got to be doing something. And that's one thing I'm trying to get with Eddie because I'm trying to build out his website and help him out there because we're going to eventually need it for the landing page for the ebook. But I need to get him on like a website so we can actually make, we don't need to, but it would be beneficial because his current website could use an upgrade, a little facelift. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Cool. Cool. I mean, yeah, I, not a ton to uh, share on your end, but it's always good to even get those little tiny incremental uh, changes because eventually when we're 55 and we look back on this, we can be like, oh yeah. That's what I was doing that week. So uh, one thing we do want to add to the podcast that we're going to throw at you guys, we want to start touching on something, you know, we're not going to preface this every episode, but we want to start because we are starting to do it, but preface something that's going on in the news, something that's changing in the business landscape, whatever it might be. Maybe it's not even business related, but this week we are going to talk about, there's been a lot of stir around some of the people that I've been around. I don't know about on your side, but the collapse of the US dollar. And maybe that's linked with the recession that we're currently in. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, obviously you're Canadian, but you're going to have to talk American here. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's linked to the recession, but a lot of talk about the United States dollar collapsing. And I don't really know if it's something that is likely to happen. Yeah, obviously a crazy scenario could cause it to collapse, but really I just can't see a world, man, where the US dollar is just irrelevant can you uh, i mean whenever you look at superpowers they get th overthrown eventually like you look back in time i don't know any of the i'm not good with history like i don't know if genghis khan is one but like whenever you look at these massive empires they eventually get overthrown so i it can happen it just depending on how long of a time span that you you give it and i think one thing that China's done really well is they played a long-term game a lot better than what America does because America's really present moment. Let's live in the present. Let's do. Let's not care about really the future. It's just how can we make today better. So I think that's one area that America could could have have happen that they do get overthrown. Yeah, and obviously living in America, I don't want to ever see that happen, but there are always political debates going on in the U.S. It always makes things seem a little weary, a little on edge. You know, both sides are always butting heads, and obviously this isn't a political podcast. We're not going to get into the left-right debate, but the U.S. economic market is always in the news, in question, some way, shape, or form, but really for the U.S. dollar to collapse, man, really everybody or a majority of people would have to lose faith in the dollar even being worth anything, which is, it's just hard to wrap my mind around that actually happening. I think, I want to stop saying I think, I believe that a lot of this is, and what I'm hearing a lot is that it's the World Economic Forum where these global elites are trying to control everyone and that's what they could be doing where they're going to crash everything and what they're going to end up trying to do. They kind of already tried to do it with the pandemic, with cryptocurrency, is trying to get everyone on this one digital platform where they can control everything. And there's this one digital currency. And what I was actually hearing on a podcast with Jordan Peterson is what they can do with this digital currency is they can put a what is it? An expiration date on it. So it's like, 
hey, you have this money, but it's going to expire in three months. So it's like you can't save for the futures. And it's these basically what it is, is like these global elites trying to control and power everything. And I talked to my one buddy, my one buddy does so much research into this stuff. And he, like he, he used to be like the biggest crypto bull. And then all of a sudden, like the next year, he's not like he doesn't crypto believe in bear. crypto at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just because like all this stuff is coming out and it's basically control. And if you have everything on this digital platform or like whatever it is, whatever it might be, they can control you. They can just turn your money off. They can turn your bank account off. I, I remember like 20 years ago I was in school and they talked about putting like a chip in you and that controls everything. So like it's your bank account, it's your key for your house it's a key for your car and it's like if you ever do something wrong they can just turn it off you don't have your it doesn't work anywhere all of a sudden you have nothing so that's what could happen where if america does fall and that's like their goal is to crash the economy it's to get on this platform so they can control everything and another thing that he was saying is that say there's the expiration date and say you have to spend it on automotive so you can only spend that like so you can put it on specific industries or specific products, which is like such a mind fuck to think about. Yeah, it's there's always more stuff going on behind the scenes that I don't th- believe we think about. And I'm sure there's some long term game for the higher up people that are going through all this and having more in-depth conversations than we are. But yeah, it's crazy to think that the U.S. dollar or any sort of currency in the world is going to pivot to a centralized location where it is digital. Maybe it's a chip or maybe it's on your phone or whatever it might be. It's just weird that we might live through something where the whole entire thing we've known for the eternity of our lives switches to a whole different uh, currency, which is cool to think about, but it's also a little bit uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. Just to be in a sense, you could make the argument that they could just flip off the switch to your bank account but I don't know if that's different or not. So it it's a very interesting thought to happen. I don't know what, what your buddy says or how how he says that the American dollar is going to crash, but I think that's, that's some hypothesis on how it could crash. Yeah, I mean, he just sees all the inflation rates getting hiked and all of these... Uh, recession and the inflation's going up and all these loan percentages are going up and some sort of connection there. Uh, I don't really listen to him all that much, but uh, I thought it's <laughs> kind of tune out. Yeah. Thought, smile and nod. Exactly. Smile and wave boys. <laughs> but yeah, interesting concept. Nonetheless, uh, we kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit, but I think we can do the, get into this week's topic, Tyler. Uh, we're going to be talking about business relationships. Really this topic stemmed from us spitballing the book, how to win friends and influence. Wow. How to win friends and influence people, which I have not read, but I've heard a couple of the, uh, I've heard a couple of the items in the book. Um, but yeah, you got to read that. It's a classic. Yeah. And that's actually in the the course. I'm in the VBA. They say that's the first book you got to read. So I'm probably going to order it or run to Barnes and Noble and pick it up. But yeah. Why do they say that's the first book you should read when they ship you the thinking grow rich? You know, that's very contradictive. It is. I mean, they, they just, in in the section you get to, in part of the uh, consulting, they say you need to read this book uh, to start to maintain this next process of what we're about to teach you. So I don't know if it's the first thing they want you to read, but definitely something they do want you to read. 
Gotcha. Okay. Let's let's roll right in. All right, Tyler, I'll let you throw it over there first because you know more about this premise than I do or maybe or so I think, but being the smartest person in the room isn't always a good thing. You want to dive into that a little bit? I wouldn't say I know more than this, but I think you always hear the saying that you don't want to be the smartest smartest person in the room, but even if you are you do happen to be the smartest person in the room, you don't want to talk the most. The reason being is because you want to let other people talk and then you're going to learn from them, see what they're thinking, see what they're saying. And I think the smartest person realizes that to not speak. And I don't know if I was this or not me. I definitely wasn't. But there was a couple of us in a room where we were just talking and this one guy just kept talking and talking and talking. He was the only one that kept talking. And I don't think he was the smartest person in the room. Personally, maybe he was, but he was just saying so many different things that I've never heard of. And what that ended up doing for me is teaching me a lot of things. And out of him talking for this X amount of time, I learned like five different things. What did he learn? He didn't really learn anything. So if you are the smartest person in the room, you do want to level up and be with other people because that forces you to level up and then you're able to learn from other people. But even if you are the smartest person in the room, you typically don't want to always talk and be the one talking. We want to let other people talk. Yeah. And that's something that I have had to train myself to do because I naturally am a giver. I like to give people information. I want to help them succeed, help them learn from what I have experienced. But I think since I've started the business podcast where I'm interviewing these business professionals, I have started to transition into listening more rather than just speaking and throwing out whatever information I have. And I believe what we said before was you don't want to listen just to respond. You want to listen to actually listen, because if you're just listening to what they're saying, just so you can respond back to them, you're not going to be learning anything. Yeah, this brings up a good example of when I was in a car with someone and I was being driven to the airport. And one time when I was going to an airport, I ended up being late and missed my flight. And what what the person that was driving me to the airport ended up saying was they almost missed a flight. And they basically were just looking to respond and weren't saying, weren't listening. And what ended up happening after she said that was, oh, cool. Yeah. And then that was basically the end of that conversation because they just wanted to make it about them. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They just try to make it about themselves. So in the book, how to win friends and influence people, basically that's one of the premises, just asking questions to the other person to get them to talk because people love talking about themselves. Yeah, that's a great transition to that. It's actually what I was going to go into is people really enjoy talking about their own wins, their own problems their own issues, whatever they have going on in their life, they want to talk about it. No one really cares about what's going on. Obviously your mom or, you know, your friend or your business partner might care a little bit more than the average person. But at the end of the day, people care about themselves and they want to talk about themselves. So if you can speak to them and start asking them questions, like you said, so they open up, you'll get to know more about their situation. And that's one thing I've learned when going into business meetings is ask as many questions as you can and then shut your mouth. That's one thing I learned is just stop talking because 
Silence, people tend to want to fill silence. So if you are just silent and you let them keep talking, the more information about, you know, maybe their relationship or their business or their family life, whatever it is you're talking about, the more information you're going to get out of them by just being silent. Yeah, that's one area that I think I'm just naturally good at because I like to say that I'm, I don't know if I like to say it, but I feel like I'm a na- or an awkward type of person. And to me, silence doesn't really you know, get me going. It doesn't force me to talk or anything. I'm, I'm fine with the silence, but a lot of people aren't fine with the silence. And whenever silence comes up, when I'm around it, say it's just us two and I'm just silent. They'll try and fill it with something because they don't like silence. They might throw on music. They might try and ask questions. They might say, try and talk. Whereas with me, it's like, I'm perfectly fine with the silence and just sitting there and basking in it. That is one thing I noticed when we first met and we were first building that relationship business partnership is that you were silent more often. And I did notice it. And even when we were filming the early episodes of the podcast, there would be a lot of times where you'd give it an extra second to make sure I was done talking. And I thought, man, I should start taking a page out of Tyler's book. I'm going to make him talk more. (laughs) And it hasn't worked because I still talk more, but I'm trying. Yeah. I think it's tough for people to transition, especially if you like to talk or you're just naturally decent at talking. I think some people are really good at just talking. Like, I feel like I can talk, but you have to ask me specific questions. You have to ask me like good questions. You have to ask me and it has to be good topics as well. And then I can talk, but for the most part, I typically don't talk. And if, if there's no real conversation, it's just going to be silent. (laughs) And one thing that I try to do my best is ask questions. And when I go out with people, and maybe it's just like one-on-one, I do my best to ask as many questions as possible because if I don't, there might not be much of a conversation because I typically don't talk that much. And if you're looking to build these relationships, I feel like that's the easiest way to do it. You just have to be genuinely interested in their life or in the situation that you guys are talking about or you gals. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This is sparking a thought for me because what we were just talking about is you don't want to be the person that's always talking. You want to let the other people talk, especially if you're the smartest person in the room. Let's say you meet Elon Musk and he goes off the information that we're saying where you don't want to be the one that's always talking. You want to let other people talk, but you go up to him and what you're saying is you have to ask them questions and get them talking. This is somewhat contradictory. How do you get them to talk? I think it's, to, I believe, I want to start saying I believe more too, Tyler. Let's work on that. I believe, yeah, I believe that it's obviously different if I'm talking to, you know, someone that lives in Minot, North Dakota, or if I run into Elon Musk. I feel like if I run into Elon Musk, I wouldn't even really know what to ask him. <laughs> I'd probably just poke him, see if he's real. But yeah, I mean, I would try to ask tangible questions about my own personal business situation. Now, if he gives me answers about that, I'm not sure, but I'm gonna jump right to that. eh? how do I make my business better? Yeah. Cause I don't <laughs> care about his, he doesn't need my input, but if I'm there, there's a point when I, th- I believe you realize this person is incredible. This incredibly smarter than I incredibly smarter is not the way I should have said that, but they're immensely smarter than I am 
where that's your opportunity. You got to start to pull some value if possible. Now, obviously, if he's open to that, it's not like I'm going to run into yeah. him in a grocery store and be like, yeah. Elon, what yeah. would you do in this situation? How would you run this <laughs> yeah. ad? But I that's feel like if say. you're in a sit down, you have to realize if this person is way ahead of you, you got to start pulling some value. But if people are in similar areas and you can learn from it a little bit, then it's a little bit different scenario. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be situational based because if you just see them, you just run into them at the airport or, or something like that. You're obviously not going to be like, hey, how do I increase my business or, yeah. or something like that? You're obviously going to be like, hey, can I get a picture? Or I, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Whereas if you're, you get the opportunity to sit down with him and have a business discussion, then it's going to be a little bit of a different scenario. I'd probably ask him for a hug. <laughs> he looks like a good hugger. Elon, can we hug? I know I can't ask you questions, but I can hug you. That's quick. There you go. He doesn't seem like a hugger. But yeah, I mean, it goes into the premise about knowing information. The more information you know, the more you can spit back to that person. Because one thing that I have learned when going into business meetings specifically is although people like to talk about themselves, they really enjoy talk about their own problems, their own issues, like we mentioned earlier, they also want to feel like they're being heard. So if Tyler says, yeah, we're having this problem with Nuevo and we think this video is really going to help. If I just regurgitate that information back to you and say, yeah, you know, you're having this problem. I think this video is really going to help. They're going to feel like, wow, he really understands what I want. They won't think, wow, you just copied what I just said. So the more you can regurgitate back to them to make them feel like they're understood and that you truly have empathy for their situation and their problems, the easier it's going to be to make them your friend, to make them your client, to make them your girlfriend, make them your boyfriend, whatever it is. It's easier with the more information you have at your disposal. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a question around you and going into these business meetings because you're obviously having to switch your mindset from someone who talks a lot. So maybe you can speak from your experience, how you're able to transition from always wanting to talk, always wanting to fill that empty space, all, all that silence to being someone that is fine with the silence. Is it just knowing to allow the silence to be there? Or do you have questions? And it's like, just don't talk, just ask questions. How do you, how did you switch or how are you currently switching? So I believe it's really a mindset shift. Really, you need to tell yourself in your mind in the way that uh, the this consulting pro program has said is to sell like a doctor. When you go to the doctor, you don't walk in and say, hey, my head hurts. And the doctor says, awesome, here's some drugs for it. And you walk out the door. When you go into the doctor and you say, my, hey, my head hurts, they start asking you a line of questions and they go through everything. You know, what happened to your head? Why does it hurt? Where does it hurt? How long has it been hurting? So they ask all of these different questions to really get down to the problem you're having so they can properly offer you the solution to that problem. So if you use the same philosophy, whether you're selling video services like I am or whether you're selling books or whatever it might be. In videos, in this example, if I ask them, they come to me and say, hey, we really want this video. And I say, awesome, cool, let's make it. Or if I say, why do you want this video? What does this video do for you? What does it allow you to do? How much more money does it make you? How many more clients does it bring you? What do you want the video to look like? Then I can offer a solution at the end that says, okay, with everything you've just told me, your goals, maybe you want to get from a million to $1.5 million. 
here's the solution to how I think we can get there and how we can get over these problems together rather than just awesome. You want a testimonial video? Cool. Let's shoot it next Tuesday. So once I switch my mindset from saying yes to now selling like a doctor, really getting down to the problem they're having, that's when the door really opened. Yeah. Did they give you a set of questions to go into these meetings? Yep. Yeah. There's a discovery call script that that you walk through. And I've added a couple of questions myself to it to make it one, more personalized and two, because there's a bit more information that I want that isn't in that line of questioning. But yeah, they it's a discovery call script that walks the potential client through an entire sales process uh, that seems to be working pretty well. Cool. Yeah, I feel like that would be a good approach to start to not be talking all the time is coming up with a list of questions or different types of questions that you could ask. Maybe you're going on a date, maybe you've got, got a business partner relationship or discovery call or whatever you might have. Just being prepared with those questions that can help you get them to talk instead of you talking because that I, I, I just went on, uh, wouldn't call it a date. I was just out with someone else and it, I was just thinking like, what happens if I don't know what to say? Or maybe I was just thinking of like different types of questions that I could ask. Like maybe I could ask about this. Maybe I could ask about that. And it's just trying to come up with different questions that you could ask. So I think that's a good area to, uh, prepare yourself a little bit more for. Yeah. And mentally train yourself too. Those are good exercises. Even if it's not a date, it's a friend, you know, let's say you and your friend are going on a road trip. Well, what questions are you going to ask them on the four hour ride there? Those thought exercises, I think, help you be a better communicator, a better listener. And at the end of the day, they help you get what you want, which again, how to win friends and influence people. The book I've never read. (laughs) A tip from that book is one of the most important things that you can say is the person's name because they love to hear it. And that's one of their favorite things to hear. So if you're ever talking to someone, remember that name. And that's one thing that I quote unquote used to be bad at is whenever someone would tell me the name, it would be funny because there was a meme that would say, once you tell me the meme eh, or name and it's gone. Yeah. And that's how it somewhat used to be. And I always told myself, I'm not good at remembering names. But once you start telling yourself that you're good at something, you start to get better. It's weird how that happens. So start telling yourself that you're good at remembering names. Whenever someone tells you their name, remember it and repeat it. Say it to them. Say, Throw it in throughout the conversation. Whenever you're, say, having a conversation and it's like, hey, Easton, I love that hat. And it's just like throwing that name in there. And they love to hear that. And I'll tell you, different stories whenever someone says my name and I thought they had no idea who my name was and they just said it and it's like, wow, they remember my name and it makes you feel really good. There's something, yeah, and I obviously have not read the book as I've mentioned in this show, but there is something about- have you read this book? I don't think I've read the book. There is something (laughs) about saying a name, even when clients say it to me, whether we're in a call or in a meeting or on a shoot, it makes me feel good that, hey, they said my name or they remember my name. And I've started to implement that even with people that I don't know super well. I'm like, I need to remember that person's name. And then when you greet them, you say, Hey, how's it going, Eric? How have you been? And they're like, Oh my gosh, it just feels more personal. So yeah, that is, that's one thing I try to do as much as possible is actually say the name in any scenario, even if it's one of your closest friends or your family members. Yeah. I always try to say it 
if I'm just meeting the person like again and I've already met them before or if I am or like I just met them and then at the end of the conversation just saying, hey, it was really nice to meet you, Easton. Yeah. So it's just trying to regurgitate it a little bit. Yeah. Throw back in their face, like we said. Exactly. It's what we do best. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of all the talking points we have on here, Tyler. Is there anything else you kind of want to talk on in this subject? I'd say our biggest piece of advice is just to read that book, <laughs> which, I, <laughs> which I've never read. <laughs> it's a good book, man. It, it, yeah. It's good. You should read it. At the end of the day, being a communicator is one of the most important skills in life, but business specifically, because this is a business podcast, being a good communicator is something that I believe gets overlooked a lot of times. And it's super important. You know, even starting this podcast has helped me be able to communicate uh, a ton better uh, since we started it. So yeah, super, super interesting concept. (laughs) I just had uh, the... (laughs) driver delivery driver dropped something off she waved at me like hey. <laughs> yeah i saw i saw the old wave i was wondering what was going on was, there yeah i was like who the hell is walking up here and then i was and she waved at me and i was like oh <laughs> intruder so, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know she's walking far i wonder if it was my uh first form supplements there you go did you order some i did i ordered it didn't look like a big enough package for it but i ordered a couple couple more energy drinks and a couple more energy bars. Not sponsored. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> we actually won't. Yeah. But hey, if you guys want to sponsor us, feel free. Or since we didn't say it at the beginning or anywhere in the middle, oh, yeah, if you shit. do have any questions, <laughs> if you do have any questions, feel free to email us at the midnight entrepreneur at gmail.com and email us any questions and we'd love to answer them or you know you can leave a rating or review if you'd like to this is like a mid-roll yeah mid-roll ad baby sponsored by (laughs) us uh but yeah we're gonna start adding that to the beginning of the show because we don't know how many of you are getting to the end probably a small percentage and we're gonna start throwing it in your face in the beginning so uh other than that tyler uh your week for a business idea correct uh one more ad uh, we, we want to start a dis- <laughs> we want to start a Discord channel. Easton and I are both in there. We have started just- one. Yes, and join we it. Wanna, we want to grow it to a community of other like-minded individuals, of entrepreneurs, high achievers trying to go out there and achieve more. So if you're interested, you can also email us, and we can get you in there. Uh, I don't really know how to get people in there. So you can email us. Yeah. Just an email. That's all we need from you. If you want to enter the discord, we are going to be talking about anything business. So we've got a couple different channels in there. One is for wins. So let's say you have a big business deal. You win, maybe you're a roofer and you just close a deal for 10 K. Awesome. We want to see it. It's really a support chat as far as that go. And then there's another channel where you can ask business questions, throw any ideas around. Obviously, right now, it's just me and Tyler in that Discord. But we'd love to start to grow that community. We'll be active in there if you guys have any questions for us or you basically want to spitball anything. If you're if you're working on anything, we'll, we'll be happy to help you there. So shoot us an email if you want to join that Discord. Tyler, I'm throwing it over to you for the business idea. Yeah, I'm tr- trying to think of a business idea. And I think you said if I didn't have one. You you had one on hand? Yeah, I could throw mine out there today. Yeah, I don't think I have one. Cool. All right. So my business idea is called... God, I had a good name for it. Let me, let me actually pull it up here. It's right there. It's called 
cruise range. Really, it's just another feature add-on. I'm good at these feature add-ons. I had the gas station one. It's a good add-on. But I was driving, and I had a cruise control set. And obviously, if you're driving on the highway, let's say you're going 75, and you set your cruise at 75. There's so many times I go through a city where I wish I had just a little dash. Like maybe there's three pre-saved cruise ranges set where I could set one at 75, two at 60, one at 35, whatever it is, the ranges you're going through. So my foot never has to touch the pedal. Once I see the sign to slow down, I just hit two and it automatically goes to that next preset because I know it's not a huge hassle to just put your foot on the gas and then set your cruise Uh again. But it'd be so much easier if I could just hit one, goes to 75, boom, two, goes to 60, boom, back up to one to 75. It just makes it so much uh, easier. And I don't really know why that's not a feature yet. Maybe it is in like a Rolls Royce Phantom, but why does my 2022 pickup not have this feature? It's literally like, come on. Yeah, I feel like it would be a fairly cool add-on. I don't know if you've ever been in a car that has adaptive cruise control, but it's very similar to that if you have a car in front of you because I would go through towns, cities, highways, etc., and you never actually have to touch the gas and if you have a car in front of you because it takes how far of a distance that you are with the car in front of you, and then it just automatically slows down with them in front of you. So it's really cool. I've never been in a vehicle that does that. But when I'm driving on these highways in North Dakota, there's not a ton of people out there. Yeah. And I tend to drive faster than people. So a lot of times I pass them. But yeah, I mean, if there was just a because they obviously have seat things where I can hop in and hold the two button and the seat moves to position two. Mm. Or if someone else Mm -hmm. is in the seat, they can program it to position one. Why can't you just do that with cruise control, man? That's what I'm saying. It's just adding more buttons to it and it gets more clunked. Or, chunk or clunky. I guess maybe it's just two clicks of the current thing, and you're there, or three clicks, maybe. pop, pop, pop. But then it's a lot of teaching. But I, I do, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's just nice to save me ten seconds every drive I go on, every <laughs> every trip I go on. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, also, I just thought of two new business ideas right now, so I'm gonna be good for freaking till episode a thousand. <laughs> You're going to be cooking with Crisco. That's that's the saying. That's what I like to hear. And next week's episode, we're going to be live in person. I don't know if we're actually going to be live, but we are going to be in person. Oh, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it won't be live. Well, maybe. I guess we haven't discussed okay. it. But yeah, I, I forgot about that. We will be in the flesh. I'll have to get the... I'll get the podcast room shifted around so everything's good to go. But yeah, it's exciting. I totally forgot uh, that was a thing. Yeah, I'll be there Sunday. Sick. Sick. Um, all right, Tyler, you got anything else for this episode? Kind of a shorter one. We're at 43 minutes, but that's all right. Yeah, I I, I think that's about it. Cool. Unless you have anything. I do not have anything. Guys, go out there and start building those relationships. Also, maybe my one little piece of add-on. Don't be afraid. I've been trying to get over this of calling people. I don't know why, but I just don't like calling people. And today when I had that I meeting it. that was canceled. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, I need to train myself to get better at this because if you face it head on, like we talked about in the fears episode, you're going to get over it. So when that, I had a four thirty zoom call and when the guy didn't show up, I said, I'm going to give him five minutes and then I'm going to call him and see what the deal is. I'm like, he committed to this meeting. I at least had, he should have the respect to give me an answer of what it's for. And that's the mindset I went into it. So I called him five minutes later and I said, Hey, I'm in the zoom meeting. Are, 
I was wondering if you, you still got time for that. Did you forget about it? And he obviously told me that his daughter had an emergency, which is fine. Seemed like he wanted to get off the phone pretty quickly. Uh, so maybe he thinks I'm a salesman, but yeah, that's one thing that I'm trying to get better at is not being afraid to call people because one of the strategies they teach in uh, the course I'm in is follow-up calls, which I'm just dreading doing, but I'm going to do them this week. I'm going to freaking just grab myself by the ball sack and fucking do them. So that's, uh, I actually did that too. Grab yourself by the to, balls. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had a date slash, uh, business meeting. I kind of, I don't know what you want to classify it as, but I was waiting there and she was late. And I was, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call. And I called her. She yeah. hung up, but she called me back after. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. I, I don't know what she was doing, but she like hung up right away. Like she, she like ignored it or whatever. And then she called back a couple minutes later. <laughs> she so blocked she me. It was cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah at least I <laughs> yeah, called. We, we, <laughs> yeah, I, I got ghosted that day. <laughs> hey, that'll happen. Um, Tyler, one thing I wanted to throw out of the way, I guess this is a conversation we don't even have in the podcast, but let's shoot uh, the videos. This is more just like one of our internal conversations. The videos that <laughs> I'm pitching to these clients, I think I need to have for my own business. So when you're here next week, let's shoot those. We're going to do it in this new Sweet, set. I didn't good. discuss the new set. This will not be the perma set, but uh, it's something new I want to try. I want to see how it looked. So it's just kind of testing it out. I think I need a little cool. bit of artwork right here. Maybe I hear a little bit of re reverb, so I don't know how much the mic picks that up. But yeah, it it'll pick up less. But yeah, I need a carpet, maybe some foam panels in here. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, that is Tyler. Anything else? Otherwise, I'm going to wrap this up wrap it up that's episode 31 of the midnight entrepreneur if you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer you can email us at the midnight entrepreneur at gmail.com if you found value in this content or found this entertaining share this with a friend or post it on your story if you really enjoyed the show we'd love a rating and review on wherever you're listening talk to you guys next week for another episode of the midnight entrepreneur it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop confucius go forward go forward